Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we're back for another fun time hanging out, having talk, having talk, conversation. Having talk. Yeah, have, having we have, talk. We have talk. We have talk. We talk. We have this fun. talk radio at its finest. That's right. It's Silver Birch Ranch, Relay talk 365, radio. talk radio with Jason and Dave, yeah. a millennial and a baby boomer. That's right. I'm a young baby boomer, though. And I am a... Old millennial. Old millennial. Yeah, so, so we're, we're, we're kind like, of we're kind of edgy. <laughs> <laughs> we're pretty. We're pretty edgy. Happy hip. Yeah, we're we're hep edgy people. <laughs> because I'm 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 a young baby boomer. There's a lot of baby boomers that are a lot older than me. I have a random question. Top sure. of the show. Top of the show. There's nothing to do random. with anything. You know, and so random we, we have a lot of phrases that we say. We do. I think the correct word is colloquialisms. Colloquialisms. Is that right? I, don't, I use that word. I just don't know how to spell it. Okay. Either do I. Anyways, I think that's the word. But anyways, I said that twice. A phrase. Phrase. And we used it in the previous show, and I, 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 I didn't know what it... I, anyways, okay. the question. What is it? The idea of rocket scientists. Oh, they're smart. You know, you, we, we say like, oh, just ask a rocket scientist. Right. You know, where does that come from? Well, it comes from the fact that um, rocket scientists are smart. <laughs> <laughs> are they, just so when we say, oh, I'm not a rocket scientist, does that mean like in our It means I'm not smart. Does that mean rocket scientists have like the end say of what is what is knowledge? You know what? If there's a rocket science, scientist listening to us, could you please contact us? Because obviously you have the answers to everything. This is right. Because whatever anyone doesn't know the answer, they say they're not a rocket scientist. If you don't know so it, we're to, lost. Yeah, so in order to be a rocket scientist, you must know everything about like the universe and so, everything else. Here's my follow-up question. All right. I built a rocket when I was younger. You are a rocket scientist. So does that make me a rocket scientist? No. Why? No. No, it doesn't. Why? I played with Lincoln Logs. It didn't make me a builder. Sure it did. No, it didn't. Did you build a house with Lincoln Logs? I sure did. Would you like to live in a house I built? Uh, that would be the test. If I could fit in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll just take what I did on Lincoln Log Village and build it bigger. Oh, It's all perspective, isn't it? It is, yes. I don't think I would call myself a builder, and I certainly wouldn't call you a rocket scientist, but I really don't know what the qualifications for rocket scientist is. Either do I. All I know is that it's, 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 it's like the others. Or the experts that we talked to. That's right. The experts and nobody <laughs> and somebody. There's always these vague yep. people <laughs> that we talk about. It. Yes. So we, we have a crew now. Now, okay. So if, now we have nobody, somebody, and rocket scientists that we've established. Well, and, and experts. And experts. So we have four categories. Uh, we have four people that we would love to have in the studio someday. Yes. And so if you are anybody. <laughs> if you are somebody, anybody. Oh, actually, nobody. Nobody. So we need somebody, anybody, nobody, expert. If you're an expert at something, yes. And if you're a rocket scientist, we'd love to have a panel discussion yes. with you, <laughs> and to see who knows. Oh my goodness, the the information. Did anyone ever say that sometimes your thoughts are bizarre? Mine. Yes. I see. I used to never have bizarre thoughts until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I think that's good. <laughs> I'm I don't not know. sure. I don't know either. I'm not sure. <laughs> So, I here let's let's shift gears here. Shifting. I I want to talk about the idea which drives me crazy. That one of the ideas. One of the ideas that drive me crazy. We, we abandon logic in our culture. Yes. We abandon it. Right. By that I mean logic means that you want to apply things that are applicable across the board. Right. Like, almost like principles. Yeah, they're principles. Um, and if you can't apply them across the board, then you you need to at least have a discussion about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that I mean. Let's take a look at, uh, there's a group of ladies who are, are the, the hashtag MeToo ladies 
And and once again, I, I would tell you that the idea of being used and abused by somebody is always condemned. Right. I don't, I don't care why it's always condemned. We don't use somebody. That, that's so biblical. It, it is right from God. Mm-hmm. We, we love people. We don't hurt them. However, there is a phrase that some of these ladies have been using, and it basically says something like this. We don't need to be modest to be respected. We don't need to be modest to be respected. And, I, and, and when I look at that, I go, wait a minute. Why are you saying that? Yeah. Now, first and foremost, you have to understand who I am if you're going to get mad at me. First, I, I have a couple daughters, a wife. I am constantly uh, at the forefront of caring for young ladies and making sure they're safe. And, you know, there, there is no issue there. And, and your wife is one of the young ladies that grew up here, and, right. and she could attest to that. That mm-hmm. my, my desire for her is that she has the life she should and that she's cared for and loved. Yeah. And, and that's always been a part of life. If, if anyone were to come to me, though, and say, I am going to dress immodestly and I, you know, I expect respect, I would say, sorry, that can't be done. Right. That can't be done. Here, here's why. Here's what respect means. According to the dictionary, it means this. A feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. When a person decides to be immodest, it's not something to admire it indeed doesn't demonstrate any ability. It lacks quality, and it has nothing to do with achievement. Mm-hmm. So it's, respect isn't the word. Right. Here's my concern, Jason. Tell me if I'm just being an old coot trying to find things to get upset about. Because the first step in destroying principles is to redefine the terms. In other words, we, we redefine what we, we mean. So we're saying things like, I now what respect means is, you don't have the right to hurt or use or abuse me. Now, I would agree. Nobody has the right for any reason to hurt, use, or abuse you. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should change the term respect and twist it to mean that dressing immodestly is something that I should admire in you because mm-hmm. I don't. Right. And, and I wouldn't admire it in any young lady. Uh, and maybe we have to have a de- definition for um, modesty if we're even talking that way. Right. And so what, what would you say is the definition of modesty? I think modesty is is almost, it starts, I think, with realizing who you are and respecting yourself so that you're not flagrantly, you know, okay. putting yourself out there to be used. Right. You know, so like even myself, like, you know, I think there's modesty even as a guy, uh-huh. you know, and so I, I, it's not only dress, it's just the way that I present myself because I don't want to be used by other people. Right. Does now, that make sense? Yeah. Now, it's not healthy if you walk around and you're screaming, but not screaming, but silently screaming, look at me. Right. Okay, that's not healthy in the first place. I don't care what causes that. That's not healthy. What's even more unhealthy is if you dress in a way that says, look at me. Right. Or you dress in a way that screams, desire me. Right. Okay, that's immodest right, right there. If it starts to point to a body part or points to, you know, your whole body in a way where you're looking at going, look at me and desire me, okay, that's now wrong. Right. Now, let me um, make this clear, though. I, lust is not caused by that. Right. It's fueled by that. Right. Lust is caused by a sinful heart. And men can have lust, women can have lust. It, it's just, it's caused by a sinful heart wanting to use somebody for our own pleasure. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So lust is always wrong. Right. Dressing immodestly doesn't cause lust. Mm-hmm. It fuels it. Right. Right. Now you and I know about uh, building fires. We've had some here. Mm-hmm. How do you eliminate a building fire? You make it so that it's as fireproof as you can. And you eliminate the fuel. The, the fuel. Right. Whatever is going to burn. Right. Whatever sure it's it going to burn. Yeah. Now, even recently, we had a, a building that started on fire a little bit and stopped. Right. And I do mean that a little bit and stopped. Yep. Uh, immediately, I told my wife that building was built correctly. Right. Why? It was built to not burn. Right. It, it didn't, it, you know, it will burn eventually. Yeah. Eventually, it, I mean, there are things in there like wood and other things that, you know, if they do get enough oxygen, enough heat, they're going to burn. But it was made to keep stuffing out the fire. Right. And it did. Mm-hmm. So it worked correctly. Right. That's how our lives are. It's not that people don't struggle with lust. Right. It's that we don't do things in life to intentionally get people fueled up on the sin in their life that is natural. Right. And, and if that makes sense, then we're going the right direction. And I would beg the ladies and the people who started this movement, the Me Too, whatever, is like, please. Right. Don't go around telling young girls, especially. Right. You know, even if you dress immodestly, people should respect you. Right. And I'm not saying everybody in the Me Too movement is, is in that camp. No, they're not. You know, and no, I don't not by any means. That, I think some know. of them are actually disappointed that people came out and said that. Right. You know, because respect, again, is the wrong word for it. Um, right. Right. And that's and we have to understand, right? Uh, but that, I mean, I mean, just put it in perspective, you know. And I, like I said, I don't want to downplay, you know, some of the real things that happened with the, the Me Too movement. But you know, shortly before this movement came, you had this public figure of Hugh Hefner right. that died, you know. And there was almost, for lack of a better term, a celebration of his life. And what did he represent? Yeah. You know, he represented an industry that uses people. Yep. For other people's pleasure. Absolutely. You know, whether you want to admit that or not, that's that's what he did. You know, and we're, I mean, we, we're in a culture where we want one thing, and yet on the other hand, we want the complete opposite. That's right. You know, we just had another movie of the Fifty Shades trilogy yeah. come out. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, here's here's then, you know, the unreal virtual reality kind of showing the exact thing that we want but don't want. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and and it doesn't make sense. There's no, there's no, there's no commonality. There's no, no logic behind it. Well, you're th- saying don't do this, but I want this. Th- that's the the inconsistency in our culture. We need right. to straighten out. Right. You Absolutely. can't have a culture that says you know uh, playboys are the standard, and then say we want to be respected when we dress scantily. You know right. what I mean? I'm sorry, that doesn't work. Right. And, and you can't say you know there are things that fuel evil behavior. Right. And because there's things that fuel evil behavior, working on the fuel won't eliminate evil behavior. Mm-hmm. It will just limit right. the amount of evil behavior. Right, absolutely. That's it. The way we, we eliminate it is we listen to God 100% of the time. Yeah. If I'm listening to God, I promise this, if I'm listening to God, if I'm listening to God, I am not running airplanes into buildings. Mm-hmm. I promise you that. Right. I am not taking somebody and abusing them sexually if I'm listening to God. Right. I'm not. Right. I am not abandoning my family if I'm listening to God. Mm-hmm. See, now, there are benefits of living the way that God made you to live. Right. And, and if you're going to do what is right in life by listening to God, then you are not 
somebody who disrespects people. You are not dressing immodestly. By the way, that isn't even an issue. Mm-hmm. You are, you know, there are certain things that just go away because you're listening to God. And the way God said things is the way they were meant to be, and they actually work that way. Mm. So to try and eliminate God is a problem. And for a culture that has tried to eliminate God, that's the real issue. It isn't an issue of, of saying, you, I can dress anywhere I want, and you need to respect me or you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I need to, if we're going to use the word respect, and it means admiration for doing something, you need to do something to be respected. Yeah. And, and the word respect needs to be, we need to use a different word. Um, right. uh, as far as protect you, yes, no matter what, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if I'm an older guy and I know you're a near younger uh, lady and you're not dressing the way you should, I tell you what I would do. I would go find another older lady. I wouldn't even do it myself and have them go over to you and talk to you mm-hmm. and say, would you please, um, you know, dress in a different way? Now, you know, your first response might be, I'm offended by you saying that. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can, if you want to use the word respect you, that's the best way I can do it. Yeah. I am trying to get it so that you're not out there uh, doing things and saying things that fuel the fires of sinful hearts of man. Right. And I would more appreciate you thanking me or this lady that comes to you than pushing us away and saying, well, aren't you an evil old person that, that constantly has wrong things on your mind? That isn't the case at all. And uh, we need to understand that or it can never get better. Right. And I think we're just we're just getting started on this discussion because I think there's a lot of areas in our life and in, in society and all that where this whole there's this fallout of logic where we we want one thing and, and we don't have the carryover. Right. You know, and it does make sense. You don't have the like, courage to live right. the way we want it. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we can continue to pursue in our discussion. But we're going to take a short break here on Younger and Older. and We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we are having a great discussion um, just talking about how in society and even in our world, we, we, we live in such a way where it doesn't line up with logic, right. with things that just carry over. You know, we talked about kind of, you know, modesty and how if we want modesty, then it has to carry over in the way that we represent ourselves, right. you know, with, without saying, don't use me. Right. You know, and it's, it's, you can't do one thing and want another thing. You know, it's like if I wanted lemonade, you know, I can't start with oranges to make lemonade. Right. I don't know if that is a Yeah, well, you can't. I mean, you know, we are so confused at time. The the byproduct of living the way we're living in the United States, for example, um, uh, honoring a guy like Hugh Hefner, uh, making uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, great movie, whatever, living that way and then telling people to respect each other and to love each other and to only do what's right. There's a contradictory message there that, that gets kids confused. Right. So they grow up confused. And a confused society will act confused. Yeah. That's all. And right. Which you, is exactly what we have today. Right. And so if we want to fix it, we have to clear the confusion. Mm-hmm. It's not about changing necessarily a specific behavior. It's about changing all of our behaviors. It's right. about understanding there is a God and living according to what he says. Right. And actually loving him, which means obeying him and loving one another. There's another thing that, that's you know recent where another school shooting, and unfortunately, uh, this one was in Florida, and I think there's 18 young people that were killed. 17. Uh, 17 young people. Um, you know, before that happened, I think it was middle of February, I remember telling my wife, well, it's coming up to school shooting season. And she knew what I meant. 
you know, it seems like in the spring, starting later winter, um, yep. uh, people tend to pull out their guns and start shooting people in schools. Hmm. Um, and I don't say it lightly and I don't say it because I want it to. It's just, it seems like that's what's been going on for yeah. the past several years. Right. Uh, is that somebody has decided that people at school bug them and they're going to go kill them. And, right. And so the students, uh, rightfully so, are saying, you know, we're a little scared to go to school and they're, they're marching in different capitals, the, the capital of our nation, the capital of their states. And they're just marching saying, you know, we want safe schools. We demand safe schools. Yeah. Okay. There's not a respectful human being. There's not a loving adult that is saying, I don't want a safe school. Right. And, and what they're doing is they're providing fodder for political correctness is what they're doing by these marches. Mm-hmm. Because who doesn't want children to be safe at school? Right. I think everybody would want that. Yeah. So this is a no-brainer. Right. I think what we're seeing is the evidence of a confused culture mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to solve a problem but not having the courage to actually address what the issues really are. Yeah. So shall we try and look at what the issues are, Jason? Mm-hmm. Should we actually do yeah, that? Yeah, let's dive into it. I think it's good. All right. So, I mean, you have the school shooting. All right. You know, and right now the, the whole thing is on guns. Okay. You know, whether or not, you know, how easy it is, to, whether or not people should have guns, you know, and if we, if we take away the guns, it'll solve the problem. Yep. I... I, I I now, are think, you a big gun guy? I'm not a big gun guy. I mean, I do live in Wisconsin. You know, I have hunted. You know, I don't personally own a gun. You know, it's not like I'm huge on guns um, or anything like that. But in my mind, you know, I don't think it's like a simple once-all solution. Right. You know, does that mean that that's, you know, and, and here's where my mind goes. And, and is the other correlations. You look at all these school shootings and what, what, what other things that we saw. You know, whether it was depression, mental instability, you know, warning signs. I mean, even this one, there was warning signs that, you know, supposedly wasn't picked up early enough. Right. You know, and so now the blame is going towards the FBI, whatever. I I don't want to talk about that. But, you know, the idea is, is that sure, the gun was the tool, the weapon that was used, you know. But before that, there's this other stuff that's going on that needs to be addressed. Yeah. You know, because if we really want, you know, safety in our schools, so is, is safety just surviving? Yeah. You know, or a safety wanting what's best for one another as a society. You know, yeah, it's spooky how much government knows about us, actually. Oh, they know a lot about us. You know, I was trying to get insurance the other day, um, and just every two years I check it, and yeah. I was checking it. Every, everything I pulled up, knew my house, what I was insured for, knew my cars, knew their serial numbers, knew everything I was insured for on my cars. And I'm thinking, huh? Hmm. How do they know all this? Yeah. I didn't have to fill any of it in. Right. They knew it all. Yeah. They knew everything about my driving record, they knew everything. And I'm thinking, wow. You know, well, that certainly makes things easy. <laughs> now, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't really care. I was just surprised how much they knew about me. Here's the reason the government is moving in to take more and more information into their own hands is because parents and families are more and more disconnected and don't know what's going on. Yeah. So the government feels like they need to know what's going on. Mhm. You know, the real issue in life is not guns. It's not, uh, you know, cars don't kill in accidents. People who drive them do. Guns don't kill. Sugar doesn't make people fat. It's right. the abuse of sugar. When you start going through the list of things that would need to change, what we're looking at is, again, symptoms of a problem, but we're not addressing the problem. We talked in the first half of the program about modesty and how modesty doesn't cause lust. Mm-hmm. And 
what we have to understand is what causes problems is the heart of man. That's right. what causes problems. My sinful nature causes problems. Right. I need to live in a way that reflects what God says and not what Dave says, and that will solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And a nation that wants to ignore God has no solution other than to march and say, we want safety. Let's right. take away your guns and do a bunch of other things and blame the government for everything because they're not addressing the issue of living the way that they should. And, and we need to address that issue. Right. When I was a teacher, um, I noticed that every parent that was really active with their children in a healthy way, their children did fine in school. Hmm. I'm not saying that they were all rocket scientists. Right. I'm just saying they, they did, did fine in school. When a, when a child wasn't doing well and, and a parent came and talked to me, I would usually tell them, you know, really the issue has nothing to do with school. And they, and they would say, oh, yeah, it does. You're a bad teacher. The, the curriculum's bad, the, the whatever. Okay. But here's what I see as a teacher. It's not a problem with school. It's a problem with home. Hmm. We, need to, we need to outlaw fathers abandoning children. Mm -hmm. We need to outlaw, and we already have, adults who are drugged out and stoned out at home rather than spending time with their kids. Yeah. We, we need to realize that, that people come home and they, they don't even talk and they don't interact and they, they watch pretend things for hours upon hours on television and movies, and, 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 but they don't interact with one another. And we need to have parents engaged with their children. That will start to change the problem. Because parents need to do it. Government can't do it. Teachers can't do it. Systems can't do it. Rules can't do it. Relationships can. Right. First, the relationship with God. Secondly, a relationship with children. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a young dad, and, and I encourage you and your, your wife to be actively involved in the things that your children are involved in, to be an active participant in looking for them to grow and develop. Mm -hmm. Do not give that responsibility to another place. Yeah, That's your responsibility. And the school then supports what you're doing and helps you and you know what's going on and you're actively involved in the children's lives. You do that, it won't be a surprise to you someday if your children have guns, what they're doing with them. Right. Because you're going to know because you're going to be doing it with them. Right, right. You know, it's kind of like I'm, I'm not much of a fisherman. Right. But when my girls got to an age where they wanted to fish, all right, I'll go with you. I'll learn, and I'll go out there and do fishing. And I'm so at that I, phase right now. Yeah, so I went out and I went fishing. <laughs> right, right. Now, I haven't got a license since they've left house, uh, you know, and it's not that I won't someday again. It's just, all right, I did it for relational purposes. Right. But I wanted to be with them. Right. I'm dad. I'm still dad to them, even though they're in their 30s. I'm right. dad. And I think that one of the great crises in our culture is the absence of dad. Mm. Dad's got to get back into it where he loves God first and foremost, and he shepherds his family. Right. When we do that, we are going to eliminate a lot of things that go wrong in the schools. Right. And I think it's parents' relationships in general. You know, one of the things that, that I, it was an observation, I lived abroad for a little bit. You know, I lived in Northern Ireland. I've talked about that here and there. But there was an observation I made, and this is, you know, kind of a general observation, much like observations. But I know that there was a, a difference in mentality about work. You know, here in America, we tend to be workaholics. Okay. You know, and so parents are at work, you know, whether or not they have to be or not, that's a totally different discussion. You know, but there was, there was a difference in mentality of why work. Here in America, we want to work to have all this stuff. Right. You know, so we just we just live to work and we never reach a point where it's enough. But in, in Northern Ireland, I, I started picking up and, and sure you do get that at times, but there was a different mentality behind it. 
is a lot of people worked to live. And what does that mean? You know, and what it means is that the reason that they worked was so that they can enjoy relationships more. Right. You know, I can't tell you in the time they lived or how many people would just stop by just to hang out, you know, and you throw on the kettle and have a cup of, a cup of tea, right. you know, you sit around and chat, you know, here it's like, if I were to hang out, it's like, all right, let me schedule in my, in my busy schedule and let's right. hang out two weeks from now. Right. You know? And, and so you look at these things happening in life right? and a lot of it goes back to what we were just talking about, Dave, is that we're neglecting the very way that God has designed us to do. And that's to love him and love others and to be in relationship. And so if you take a relationship altogether out of it, yep. both relationship with God and relationship with others, you're going to have things that happen. Why? Because that's, that separation from God that's going down the path of sin, you know, whether it's, you know, a school shooting, whether it's using people. I mean, we've talked about a variety of different things on this show already, and that's just a couple, that's just the tip of the iceberg of yep. all, all the different stuff going on in the world. Yeah. You know, we have to have a national discussion and God's got to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And when we keep God out of the discussion, there are no, there are no solutions. Right. I mean, what are we going to do? We're we, we going to do it this guy's way or that lady's way or this person's way. When each man does what's right in their own eyes, we have a disaster. And right. we have a nation right now that, that wants to live that way. Right. Where everybody can do what's right in their own eyes. Right. And here's the crazy thing is you can tell very clearly when you care about people. Yep. I mean, we just had Billy Graham pass away yesterday. Yep. And you have people from all sorts of political backgrounds and life backgrounds and even faith backgrounds that are commending him. Why? Because it was very evident in the way that he lived his life that he loved God and he loved people. Right. And he was, that was what he was committed to. And he preached, you know, about heaven and hell and everything Absolutely. else. I mean, he, he wasn't he, that he... He wasn't afraid of avoiding the issues. No. But he loved people and it was very apparent, yep. you know. And that's that's the thing. There's, I mean, there there's somebody who did that. So is the national dialogue about God dead with Billy Graham? What do you mean? In other words, we, when Billy Graham, when I was young, Billy Graham was on TV quite a bit. He was on regular channels. Oh, right, right. It's not there anymore. Right. Now there has to be a, a special Christian broadcast or right, something. Right, right, right. But the, the bottom line really is there used to be a mainstream right. discussion and that, 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 doesn't that take included place God in it right. somewhere. And there were leaders like Billy Graham who would go meet with presidents right. Right. who knew God. Mm-hmm. And would talk to him about their relationships with God. Right. I mean, he's met with, I believe, Truman on. Yes, all up, the way up to Obama. Yep. You know, and I think he's met with all those presidents. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he ever met with Trump. I think he might have, but not as not as president. president but right. you know, whatever. But but you talk about a guy that that single focus, and you look at Franklin now, and immediately he's using this occasion to tell people about eternity. I mean, that's right. He's talking about true stuff. Absolutely. Uh, the national dialogue cannot keep running away from talking about God. Yeah. Because the more that we do that, there's only one alternative, me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the more me's that are running our country, the more abuse will take place because now everything's got to revolve around me. And right. we have a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous situation that, that appears. I can't help our country mm-hmm. unless they want to include God in the discussion. Right. And really, if, if we don't want to do that, then I have to say, well, I'm out of the discussion. Let me know how it works. Right, right. Because there's no way to have any credible answers without God. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, that's the starting point. And so if you don't want God in it, then I can't really tell you anything else. Exactly. You know, there's going to be no solution. There's going to be no, you know, right outcome. Right. And so, um, 
So hopefully, hopefully this, this show encouraged you. I encourage you to go to relate365.com. Um, there's tons of podcasts, other resources you can check out there. If you need to talk to somebody, just talk through some things going on in your life. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. There's a link. Somebody's always there on the other end you could talk to. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the discussion today. We encourage you to join us again um, as we continue just to talk about things going on in the world. But this is Jason and Dave with Younger and Older. We'll see you next time.